Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of HCC, Hillsborough Community College, however you want to say it. My name is Thomas Blair, and you're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. Lovely day, lovely, lovely day. Uh, not so much if you're in Texas, it's freezing cold out there, crazy story, but you know, it's, uh, I'm sure there's other, ch- there's other shows that can talk about that, uh, cause we're, we're, we're just a pop culture show, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great to see you all or, you know, hear you all, whatever. It's great to be back. <laughs> um, and I, and once again, I'm with my co-host Noah, Noah Allman. Say hi, Noah. Ladies and gentlemen. I bid you welcome. So come one, come all, and welcome to this circus we call a podcast. You've met our <laughs> clown, and allow me to introduce myself, your ringmaster for tonight, the amazing, the fantastic Noah Allman. Well, if this is well, if this is my show, then who's really the ringmaster, and who's really really the clown? To me, you're more of like a like a lion. You're you go you go on a tangent. And, and just attack anyone who who seems like a threat to you, you know. You only trust your ringmaster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, out of, the, out of the two of us, I'm the only one who has any flair. Oh, okay. Oh, calm down. Uh. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you're in for a wild ride tonight. At least I hope so. Back to you, clown. All right. Whatever you say, Clown Jr. So, coming up for this week's episode of the of the Tom Tom's Poppin' Radio Show, we've got uh, a leak from for the Nintendo Switch about four upcoming games um, that are that are coming out for the Nintendo Switch. We've got news that Nintendo is suing a developer for forty seven million dollars for patent infringement. We have uh, ten forgotten game, uh, GameCube games that are still worth checking out, according to Screen Rant. But yeah, stick around for the show, and we'll we'll be back to check all that stuff out. Bye bye. <laughs>
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show. You're listening to Tommy Blair on HCC's Hawk Radio. Uh... If you're just tuning in, we actually just got started with today's episode of the show. And our first news story is about four games that were leaked to be coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, These games have not been officially released. But because of a source uh, by comicbook.com, we were able to figure out what games we're actually going to see sometime this year or possibly next year as well. Um, so the first game that's coming out is Tales of the Borderlands, which was originally, I believe, a digital exclusive game, uh, by Telltale Games. It was one of their many, many games of, of, uh, interactive movies, essentially. And it's, uh, you know, I, I can't say I was too big of a fan of this particular game, but yeah, pretty cool that there's a physical release of this game coming out. Um, the next game that we have on our list is The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. This is a this is a an, an Ace Attorney game that was, I believe, originally came out as a Japanese exclusive in 2017 to 2019, and this is a essentially it's set in uh when was it 13th, 14th, or 15th century Japan, I believe. Um, and, uh, it's so, so like, this is a, I think I've heard about Ace Attorney before. It's like a warrior game, right? Yeah. So yeah. And you've, you've actually played it before. I don't know how much, how well you remember it, but, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I remember you showed me one time. Yes. And you played the first level anyway, and you played a little bit of the second level as well. Um, but for those of you who don't know what Ace Attorney is, uh, it's uh, uh, the the game. The game is basically about you are a lawyer named Phoenix Wright, and you're a defense lawyer, uh, a defense attorney, uh, uh, who uh, uh, basically goes through several different murder cases, and you have a every, each time you have a defendant who was falsely framed for murder and you have to prove your client's innocence while also at the same time uh finding the real murderer um and it's a uh, the games are pretty fun uh you know even though they're they used to be nintendo ds exclusives but now there's the ace attorney trilogy which uh includes the first three games and it's for the switch the xbox one and the ps4 and pc so if you have any of those platforms, you can experience it for yourself. It's no longer just that uh, Nintendo DS exclusive. So go pick up a copy for yourself, enjoy it. But yeah, there's uh, uh, some and some older games that were Japanese exclusives are now coming out, are, are finally getting a Western release. So uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, but yeah, um, moving on to the. And to those of you who are wondering, yes, you can earn your law degree by playing this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, th- this is not the. Yeah, you, you don't don't take Noah's advice for uh, for word. Uh, this is not the most legally accurate game. If you actually listen to, there's actually real lawyers who've reacted to this video game, and it, it's not the most accurate in terms of law it's more like a combination between japanese law and american law now ladies and gentlemen allow us to shift the spotlight to our next runner up in the game department right snow runner is essentially uh about according to a comicbook.com um hmm well, my my apologies, folks. I thought there was an official description for what this this uh, game was about, so my apologies. But uh, I believe SnowRunner is essentially a racing game, except it's the theme is snow, and you're on a snowy mountain or you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, those are essentially the 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 four main games. Um, are the 
are there any of do any of these games uh uh catch your fancy my dear clown <laughs> well dear grandpa clown in case your years are getting are taking a toll on your mind and you're losing your funny allow me to elaborate Now, for most of these games, I'm aware of, like, Ace Attorney and, and Secret Neighbor, but I don't know. Not really, not really that interested in playing any of the ones you listed, though. I will probably look into Secret Neighbor. Seems okay. like a nice thrill. Yeah. Yeah, that might be interesting. Uh, me, personally, the one that, get, that I'm most interested in is probably... Uh, the Ace Attorney one because again I'm a fan of the Ace Attorney games uh, they're really fun puzzle and detective games uh, not for everyone again it's very linear but you know if you like a good detective or puzzle game I would definitely recommend uh, the, any of the Ace Attorney games and it looks like you'll have one out pretty soon and maybe Tales from the Borderlands yeah. but again it wasn't necessarily my favorite one could never wrap my head around Ace Attorney game. So many rules and objections. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that complicated. You're basically the main the main goal of the game is you're essentially, you know, trying to find the real killer and look for clues and whatnot. And the main thing is the cross examining and seeing who it, where where the witness may be lying or maybe not getting their facts straight. And uh, providing evidence to, in order to support your claim, it's pretty standard stuff. But, you know, I know I can't, I understand if it's a bit too slow for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, don't turn that down. Don't click away, because ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with our next segment. Yes, uh, coming up next, we will be talking about Nintendo's lawsuit. So, uh, and that's that sounds like there's a bit of drama there, so... What, so what's it about? Before. We'll be right back. Exactly. We'll see you all in a bit, folks. Traveling in a fight at On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover
All right, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing some games that were leaked to the public that are set to be released um, for the Nintendo Switch. But continuing with the news cycle on Nintendo, we have a story uh, by uh, Screen Rant, I believe. Yes, Screen Rant, that talks about uh, a lawsuit that Nintendo is doing, it, that Nintendo is holding against a game developer for allegedly patent infringement. And let's read some of the story. Uh, and again, the article is by Screen Rant. In 2018, Nintendo began a lawsuit against White Cap project developer Colopol, Colopol uh, following a complaint of pa patent infringement. The suit has been ongoing for quite a while, with Nintendo claiming Colopol copied a patented control scheme. Uh, the developer has since changed some of its control schemes, but still refuses to, to admit any wrongdoing. Nintendo is known for taking many people and com companies to court to task in court. The popular Japanese publisher slash developer recently won a lawsuit after a go-car company was found dressing customers up in Nintendo character costumes to create a real-life Mario Kart. The company won $480,000 in damages in that suit. The beloved company is very protective over its image and characters so it's no surprise that nintendo is so adamant about taking people to the court when it sees the opportunity that said this new suit may be taking things to another level nintendo's current suit against colopol has upped the damages sought from 4.4 billion yen to 4.95 billion yen which is roughly 447 million dollars in american currency Due to accumulated fees over the last few years uh, via patent infringements, including a, a touchscreen, a touch control scheme that Nintendo has patented, Colopol has been on record stating it's confident that our games does not infringe upon Nintendo's patent rights, and that the company would be would stand by the legitimacy of that view. Colopol reportedly notably infringed on the special technology used to operate a joystick over a touch panel that Nintendo has patented. Ironically, Nintendo has also found itself in deep legal waters regarding analog sticks as well. Uh, and yeah, and again, this is by Screen Rant. So uh, that's the story. And oh God, I really, it, it really drives me crazy. Uh, how how uh draconian nintendo is with their property like okay i'm sure you know some of these lawsuits like the one that screen rant mentioned about the family who had the go card and dressed as nintendo characters yeah i get that they have legal grounds to do that because it, again it is their ip but at the same time it's like is it is it really that big of the deal i mean i'm sure that you know that company was just trying to show their love for nintendo products and you we see this story time and time again with fan games especially you know a fan will pour blood sweat and tears into a fan a fan-made uh, game that's based on a nintendo product just to show their appreciation for that game and nintendo's response is essentially we gotta take this thing down and it's really annoying, man. I, you know, can't stand it when I when N Nintendo does stuff like this. It it, it really does drive me crazy. Uh, Noah, what's your take on this story? Usually, when I hear about something like this happening, it it always seems to involve a lawsuit because of because there's a profit being made from the use of copyright infringement or something. Yeah, that, that's not the case with Nintendo. The examples I brought up, uh, so a couple uh, fan-made games that I can think of. Um, one was uh, a Pokemon game called um, Pokemon Uranium, I believe that it was called. 
and that was a fan-made game. No profit was being made off that game whatsoever. Yet, despite that, Nintendo felt obligated to take down that fan-made game. And it took it, it took the developers nine years to make that game. And they did not make a penny off that game. It was just made simply to show their appreciation. Same thing for a Metroid-style or actually a Metroid fan game, you know, they, it took years for them to make that game. And then Nintendo's like, oh, that's that, that that's our property. You can't make games on that property. And they just took it down. So it's, yeah, I, I it's, it's, it's very annoying. Um, it, I think, and again, um, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on the show, but, you know, Nintendo is within their legal right to make these lawsuits, but should they really be, you know, issuing, uh, issuing, you know, takedown strikes because someone used their games in a fan product? I mean, there could be an argument that, that it is fair use if they're not making any money off of it. So, yeah, that's, that's my two cents on, on it. Have these people ever lost any money from these lawsuits? Probably, yeah. Because um, if it's a lawsuit, they want they want to be paid in damages. I mean, I literally just read, you know, if you know, apparently someone wasn't paying attention to me reading the article, no, I mean, but no, that. I mean, no, I mean all the lawsuits <laughs> in general. Well, I mean, unless I think how some of the lawsuits worked was that. Um, you know, you, there was like a court order saying that, you know, if you don't take this down, then we'll sue you for, you know, copyright infringement or whatnot. And you'll, we'll, we'll sue you for X number of dollars. And I think a lot of these, you know, small game developers end up, you know, and I'm using game developers as an example. Usually, they just end up caving to Nintendo because Nintendo is a powerful company, um, and with with a lot of lawyers to to back them up, uh, and it's you just usually in their best bet to do it. There's not that strong of a likelihood that they'll actually be able to win the lawsuit, essentially. Um, and uh, it's you know Nintendo has a very uh, I guess you could say 90s mindset because this is pretty much every you know game development studio was doing what it was doing what Nintendo was doing. Um, it's uh, nothing new really. I mean, like so for example, like Sega, Sega, Nintendo, and Atari had all sued this you know game company because they were hacking the game to make it make their games more of a challenge and whatnot. So it's uh, and Nintendo is really the only company that still has that mindset, but you know, uh, but that's all the time we have for this segment. Next up, we'll be talking about 10 forgotten GameCube games that are worth checking out. So we'll, we will give Nintendo a little bit of love. So stick around for that.
The wild dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. I know that I must do what's right, sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. I seek to cure what's deep inside. Frightened of this thing that I've become Gonna take the light to drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do I guess the rain's down in Africa We're gonna take some time to do the things we never Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about the lawsuit that Nintendo is suing against Callpole, which uh, is a game development studio team, uh, claiming that Nintendo had, they stole Nintendo patent or something along those lines. But, uh, but if now you're... the current rises on the segment of our mystery games. Yes, lost, and lost the time will now be revealed. Exactly. Um, this time we're actually showing a bit of love to Nintendo here. Uh, this is about ten GameCube games that were released on the GameCube that most people have probably forgotten, but they're still worth checking out to this day. If you, you know, assuming you can find these games and you have a GameCube, or if you just want to take the easy way out and use an emulator or something. But yeah, here are, and this is an article by Screen Rant, by the way, here are 10 forgotten GameCube games that are, are still worth checking out to this day. We have Super Monkey Ball. This one I've heard of, and I've heard that this one's a classic. Super Monkey Ball was the earliest GameCube, was one of the earliest GameCube phenomenas. It had the same energy as something like Wii Sports Resort in that the gameplay was simple and it was all about having fun with your friends in a party mode. Uh, the arcade aesthetics were just half the fun of Super Monkey Ball, though. It was also uh, derilously cartoonish and occasionally marked as by a minigame, fe a minigame fever dream. The game modes would later be perfected, 
but the original still deserves its due. So this is a, yeah, and I've heard it's a basically a, a geographic game where you're in a ball and you roll around to collect bananas or something. <laughs> I haven't personally played this for myself, but yeah, I've heard it's a fun time. Next game, Monsters, Inc. Scream Arena. I love Monsters, Inc. Uh, sometimes the games that, that are on the GameCube are, are, are what's truly whacked out. Take Monsters, Inc. Scream Arena, for example. Most Pixar video games guided the players through the story of the film, not Monsters, Inc.'s adaptation, though. Instead, this video game uh, pitted all the monsters against one another in an endless game of dodgeball, compete, uh, complete with an instant replays. It's absolutely wild, but the thing that's wilder is that they don't make uh, they they still don't make games like this. Yeah, um, it's funny. I you know many games had spinoffs like Shrek that had like so many spinoffs, not just like from the movies and whatnot. Uh, funny to think about this one. Okay, so number seven. This was actually one of my favorite games as a kid. Uh, the Simpsons Hit and Run. The Simpsons Hit and Run. It, it was a uh, basically. I guess you could call it the kids' version of Grand Theft Auto because you it it was a it mostly involved driving. You could steal cars, you could drive your own cars, and you essentially did tasks for the fellow citizens of Springfield while by driving around cars and whatnot. And again, it, I say it's like the kids' version of Grand Theft Auto because uh, you could do things in the game like run over uh, objects, people, buildings, and that would build up your meter which if you if the meter was high enough uh you would have co effectively committed a hit and a hit and run and the cops would be on your butt uh fun game if you're a simpsons fan i highly recommend it and again this was one of my favorite games as a kid noah i assume you have nothing to say since you were never a simpsons fan so uh i'll move on to the next game number six major league baseball 2k6 uh, it wouldn't be right to talk about a list of forgotten GameCube games without mentioning at least one of the entries from uh, the various professional sports franchises. After all, each one is forgotten with new uh, uh, iterations coming year after year. The best of the best, however, was Major League Baseball 2006. The game didn't have the most advanced graphics, but it did contain the ability to jump up in the up the entire height of the green monster with the uh, proper cheat code. It was the kind of game that could entertain young sports fans for hours at a time. So uh, this sounds like a great game if you're a baseball guy. You know, I've played a few baseball games. I never really found one that was interested in. You know, I fairly like baseball, but, you know, it's hard. I haven't really played a uh, that fun of a baseball game, in my opinion, at least. So, number six, we've got, uh, I mean, excuse me, for number five, we've got Mario Party 6. Uh, similar to the annual sports video games, each new version of Mario Party leaves the old remnants forgotten readily. Today's version of Mario Parties tend to be a bit too flashing and convoluted. It's hard to top some of the glory that it, that is Mario Party 6. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely the best way to ruin friendships as well if you hate your friends or if you want to you know looking for excuse to get rid of your friends that's probably the best way to do it <laughs> you know i was just watching a video that mentioned mario party on a list of best ways to break up a relationship yeah i've heard that too and it's i see why because it those games can get really competitive and i don't really know why because it's and then as the name implies it's meant to be a party game so i don't know why people get so hung up over those games and yeah, especially yeah, we never got hung up on Mario Party when we played. Yeah. But some people are more intense. I guess. Um, especially because, too, it's a game that's based on luck, but whatever. Uh, so number four is a game called The Italian Job. The idea of the game... The idea of a video game that contains controversial missions, fast cars, and realistic landscapes has been absolutely demanded from the Grand Theft Auto franchise. However, this video game, okay, so it's a GTA, uh, it's a GTA clone, basically. Uh, three, I think you're a fan of this, Noah. Uh, Nicktoons Unite. Uh, this was the game where a bunch of Nicktoons characters had to come together and save the world, or some you know crap like that. 
Uh, it. Um, uh, were you a fan of this game, Noah? I played it a lot as a kid, yes. Yep. Uh, I believe that was the first in a three in a three series. Yeah. Tuesday it's... night, Volcano Island, then Attack of the... Then there's a third one where you had to fight robots. Attack of the... Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That one I, I think I've actually played. Okay, so we're running short on time, so I'll quickly say what the other two games were. Uh, two is Disney's Party, and one is Mario Super Superstar Baseball. Uh, with that out of the way, we'll move on to our third, fourth segment when we come back, which is about PS5 controllers are now experiencing controller drift, and we'll talk more about that after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HEC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing 10 forgotten GameCube games that we think are worth checking out. For this segment, we will be discussing uh, PS5 controllers. They have been experiencing what what seems to be of cursed by uh, Nintendo Joy-Cons for the last few years. Uh, the infamous controller drift, the Joy-Con drift, or the controller stick drift, uh, I assume is uh, in in the PS5 controllers uh, case, but yeah, uh, they're experiencing controller drift and it's a bit of a messy situation. Uh, we got an article by Kotaku that can fill us in on what's going on. At the moment, your options for fixing a busted DualSense are slim. You could go through Sony's PlayStation support page, which has a, a, dec a declined portal uh, for issues with PS5 hardware including the DualSense controller. Uh, just keep in mind that the PlayStation's support team is swamped at the moment, fielding requests about the PS5, which is still nigh impossible to find. And again, this article comes from Kotaku. Uh, so yeah, it seems we're pretty lucky that we chose not to get a PS5, huh, Noah? <laughs> uh, that's it's... a way of working out, swing one way than the other. I mean, I'm sure that Sony will get this VIX as uh, eventually, but it's like I was I, I was saying this months ago. But you know, there's no rush to get a PS5. It's not like you have to get one at the moment. Like, yeah, there's a couple games that I want to play, you know, that are on the PS5. But for the most part, like most of the games that are available are not really games that I care that much about. Um, you know, there is Demon Souls, there is Spider-Man Miles Morales, but that's really it. There really isn't any other PS5 exclusives that incentivize me to uh, a need to actually get the console right now. Like I'm fine with my PS4. I've got literally over Christmas I had gotten over a dozen PS4 games. I'm I'm more than happy to just play those games until I eventually get a PS5 and can play the other two games. It's actually funny. I actually got a couple PS5 games for Christmas which you know, I don't have a PS5, so <laughs> I got no way to play them, but uh, once I do, but, you know, I'll hold on to them until I eventually do get a PS5, and then I I can play them. But, uh, yeah, uh, and it so seems... So Joy-Con uh, Drift is like Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, and uh, Joy-Con Drift, for those of you who don't know, it's basically what uh, Kotaku was talking about. That's when the controller, the joysticks on the controller start moving on their own without any input from the player and that can be a, a huge problem especially if you're playing a game or something because you'll end up your character might end up uh, moving in areas that you don't want them to move in and it makes it much harder to play a game that you enjoy so it's definitely something you need to get fixed as soon as you can um it's uh and so far, it seems like Sony's not in that much of a rush to actually fix the problem. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see where the, where this goes from here. But uh, Noah, do you have any thoughts on this story? So, if this is like the Nintendo Switch's Joy-Con drift, can't they fix it the same way? Probably. Um, but again, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the article or. You know, it, it was, or at least from what I read, but 
uh, so far, there there haven't been that many reports to Sony about what a they're actually planning on doing about the joystick drift that they're you know experience people are experiencing with the PS5 controllers. I'm sure there's at some point they'll have a fix for this, but it might be a while before that actually comes. So um, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and we got plenty of time. Yep. Again, I'm none. I'm in no rush to get a PS5. I've got like way too many games as it is. There's definitely a lot of games for me to play personally before I get into anything else. So it's and not, not that we, big of a not deal to we really me. Had a choice anyway, but now we have a reason to wait. Yeah, it's again just as I said. Like there's only like a couple games for the PS5 that I'm generally interested in playing. So and I got like again I got over a dozen PS4 games that can satisfy me. Um, while I wait for PS5s to become more available and I don't have to pay for an absurd 1000 or so dollars for a PS5 because let's be honest, that's just ridiculous. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not so desperate for a PS5 that I'll buy it from a scalper. You know, if other people are that desperate, you know, let them do their thing, but I don't really care that much about getting a PS5 at the moment. Uh... Uh, to the point where I'll spend a you know a PS5 for quadruple the price for you know how much it's actually worth. So yeah. Um, uh, any other thoughts, Noah? Just one, ladies and gentlemen of this podcast. To those of you in our peanut gallery, here's a fair. Well, let's just say, I don't want to say solution or warning, but let's just say you won't have to worry about the circus much longer because our current closes on our fourth act, and now it's time for our fifth and final one. Yes, um, we, yes, and uh, coming up for our fifth and final, uh, you know, circus act, as my uh, assistant likes to call it, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, we're, we'll be talking about the uh it's, it's something more lighthearted. we'll be talking about what exactly sonic the hedgehog's abilities are and just how crazy some of them can be and this is an article by screen rant uh and you know basically how just how out of out of out of crazy sonic's abilities were in the comic because i've read the comics and uh, and i'll tell you like some of these abilities whoo you know, Sonic can do some pretty crazy things in the comics, but we'll read into more of that um, uh, after after the break. So we'll we'll see you all short in, shortly <laughs> after the music break. Shortly, shortly. <laughs> yep.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HTC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about the problem with the joystick drift that the PS5 is having rather than Nintendo Switch. So, Nintendo, you, you get to be off the hook for once, which we've been roasting them for quite a bit during the roast of this week's episode. But for this last segment, uh, this last and final segment... Uh, I decided to do something a bit more lighthearted. We will be talking about uh, just some of Sonic's crazy abilities that he has in the comics. I, I know that uh, you know Sonic; he can run fast and whatnot. And people who've just played the games, I'm sure that's all they really think of when they think of Sonic. But if you actually read the comic books, you know, like the Archie comics and probably the IDW reboot comic. Um, Sonic has like a million abilities and there's so many variations for what he can do with his speed that it's just ridiculous. So um, let's take a look at some of these abilities. The first one is the figure eight super peel out. Uh, this uh, uh, as the name suggests, the technique involves a figure eight, a shape that he somehow emulates by the way in which he moves his legs when running while manipulating one's legs in such a manner is impossible the combination of their trajectory with how they interact with the ground somehow proves enough kinetic energy for sonic to run faster yeah it's uh and again i think that's something that you you saw you know in the uh the sonic games too that's definitely ability he could do that was a essentially a separate move from the uh, spin dash, and um, it's quite quite the move, you know. You know, running in a figure eight with your legs, but again, it's a comic book, it's a cartoon, it's not that big of a deal. Next one is running on air. Uh, Sonic is on the run in issue forty nine, fleeing from his own people who have incarcerated him for a crime he didn't commit although he successfully evades the capture doing so requires him to jump off the edge of a high cliff unfortunately tails is not as is, is in, in close proximity to the falling hedgehog to catch him so sonic has to improvise he first thrusts some sand uh that he just so happens to be keeping in his sneaker and then proceeds to run over the flying substance when in midair as though the sand is physical so yeah that's i think that uh, tells you quite quite a bit of just how fast sonic is is that as long as there's like as, as long as there's some kind of uh solid surface it doesn't matter how thin it actually is as long as there's some kind of surface uh sonic can basically run on thin air essentially so, uh, you know, any speedster can run water, but Sonic can run through the air. Basically. Yeah. Well, again, he had to use a trail of sand in order to run that fast, but yeah, he's essentially running on thin air. Um, his next ab ability is running is numbing karate chops, uh, an issue 70 sonic and the so-called secret service embark on a mission to recapture escaped felons who have both broken out of jail and captured one of their friends among the fugitives is an axe-wielding muscular lion known as the kodos who is about to decapitate their prisoner before sonic arrives to take him down sonic runs around the lion and karate chops his legs uh, numerous times in different locations creating a numbing effect in Kodo's legs that caused him to fall down so basically if uh, Sonic can karate chop you really fast he can basically paralyze you uh, in a sense so yeah that's a pretty dangerous power to have to be able to make anyone numb with you can cry chop him enough but again it makes sense if you know where like the right nerves are you can basically knock someone out temporarily but <laughs> said decapitation 
Now, are these children comic books or adult comic books? Ch uh, children comic books. This was uh, probably in the 80s or 90s, and you could get away with more with what you could be you do in the comics. And again, no one was actually decapitated, but the villain of the story threatened to decapitate like another prisoner, and Sonic has basically stopped him from doing that. Uh, next, uh, next power vibrating his molecules in issue 71. Sonic can't interact with anything in his home, not whole village due to a combination of events that put not whole three hours in the future and Dr. Eggman's latest attack that forces the village to resume its normal, normal place in time. Unfortunately, this phenomenon makes it impossible for Sonic to access the village's secret uh, entrance so he can get go out and save the day. The effect is going to blow up the planet, so he uses his super speed to vibrate the molecules in his body that make him into a non-solid so he can pass through. He performs the technique again in issue 119 to slide through the outer shell of a massive robot called Caterkiller. This is a barreling that is barreling towards his home. So yeah, and I think it's funny that he has this ability because I believe uh, the Flash has a very similar ability, or at least the Reverse Flash has a similar ability. If he can, if he can move his molecules extremely fast, he can basically phase through it any solid object. You know, so I think that's kind of interesting. Um. Next one, and I th believe this is the final one. Yes, this is uh, the final one. Uh, making fire with his feet uh, during an attack on Dr. Eggman's robot, Robotropolis. Dr. Eggman unleashes his shadow bots on Sonic and his friends. Among his usual attacks, Sonic the Hedgehog comes up with the brilliant idea of running around in a group of them to generate heat knowing that metal conducts heat it is only a matter of time until this combination creates fire that heats the souls of their robotic boosts enough that the, that they melt onto the tar and trap them okay maybe the theory makes sense but it's still a little out there so and it makes sense in theory i mean realistically like if you you know, take two sticks and you rub them fast enough, it's going to create fire. Being that Sonic is a super speeder, uh, is has the ability to, uh, uh, the ability of super speed, um, I don't see why Sonic couldn't do the same thing with uh, his his own feet. And was and if he ran on, was rubbing his feet on the ground really, really fast, I could, you know, see Sonic be doing that as well, where he just creates fire and whatnot so uh, yeah Sonic has a lot of crazy powers and I'm, and I'm sure he has even more crazy ones than this about being able to reverse time or whatnot because of how fast he can run and uh, or just you know it, it, it really there's a lot of storylines in the uh, Archie comics and you know Sonic comics in general about just exactly how fast Sonic can go and it's you know really ridiculous like he can do like a million things in like a millisecond it's crazy uh I know Noah I know you're not the biggest Archie fan of the I mean sorry the, the not the biggest fan of the Sonic comics but do you have any thoughts on you know these powers or abilities or anything like that uh yeah so it looks like that the Sonics we see in the movies and TV shows don't quite stack up to their full potential of their original counterpart. Not really. I mean, who knows? Maybe Sonic in the new movie will, in the sequel to the movie that came out last year, will actually show some more potential. But we'll just have to see in if that, if anything like that actually happens. But yeah, that's you know pretty much it. We're running low on time, so think it's about time to wrap up thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of tom's pop and radio show it was really fun talking with you guys we'll see you next week and now the current closes on our and it's the end of the night now we take our final bow and we'll see you next week
Bye-bye, folks.